he asked me one day if I'd want to go out running with him. And, um, you know, for me, running was punishment, but I wanted to have friends. So <laughs> I, I said, sure. And- Diz Runs Radio, episode 725, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, today's episode is brought to you by the folks over at Elite Sports California, which is uh, one of the uh, premier, I would say, one of the premier uh, race organi- organizations or organizing uh, teams uh, in on the left coast. Uh, pretty much races every month that have at least a half marathon, I think four or five marathons throughout the year. Um, so, you know, if, if you're looking for an excuse to go west or if you live out on the left coast and you're looking for a race to run, whether it's a tune-up run or a goal race or whatever the case might be, uh, definitely head over to EliteSportsCA.com. That's E-L-I-T-E-S-P-O-R-T-S-C-A.com. And uh, check out all the different options that are there. Like I said, I mean, you know, half marathons in January, March, May, May, June. Uh, I mean, you know, and then into the fall, uh, uh, September, October, uh, November, December, uh, and marathons in the other months. And usually the marathons also offer half marathon distance. So, and there's five K's, 10 K's. There's a whole host of, of options available. Like I said, literally every month. So if you're looking for a reason to go to California or you live out there in kind of Southern California area, and you're looking for a, a, a small ish, relatively inexpensive, but high quality, well-run race, check out all the offerings at elitesportsca.com. And if you find a race that tickles your fancy, use the code DizRuns to save yourself 20% off of the race entry fee, um, you're not gonna you're not gonna regret it. You're not gonna regret it. So elitesportsca.com, Diz Runs will save you twenty percent on uh, any race or as many races as you feel like signing up for. So now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today's guest and I only recently connected on social media, but after uh, reading his bio and diving into his content a little bit, I uh, I definitely knew that I wanted to have him on the show for a chat as soon as possible, and uh, here we are. Uh, my guest today has gone from uh, being unable to run a mile to running a marathon in, in just about a year, uh, and uh, has lost some serious weight in the process. So really, has changed his life uh, in the last year plus, and uh, I'm looking forward to diving into a, a little bit more into his journey and, and hearing how. Like I said, life has, has certainly changed when you when you make that, those type of drastic uh, drastic changes to what you're doing, um, and and looking forward to having that conversation today with Mr. Tyler Christensen. So, uh, Tyler, thanks for joining us today, and welcome to the show. Thanks, happy to be here. Yeah, looking forward to it. And guys, if you want to check out more, if you're inspired by today's conversation, you want to connect with Tyler or follow along with some of the things that uh, are just are just starting uh, with with some of uh, the different things we'll get to uh, along the way with YouTube podcast things like that. Uh, AfterTheRun.com is the hub of the website. Uh, still growing, still being developed, but it, it's out there and live right now, AfterTheRun.com. Twitter and Instagram uh, handles on social media. If you want to connect with them on Twitter, it's a little bit tri- little bit tricky, AfterTheRun uh, underscore at the end. So just all one word, AfterTheRun underscore on Instagram. It's just AfterTheRun, no underscore. Uh, podcast, YouTube channel, 
you can probably figure out where this is going after the run is the, is the, is what to search for. Um, and as per usual, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes for today. So if you're confused on underscores or not underscores or how to find things, disruns.com slash 725 is the link that'll take you back to today's show notes. We'll have photos, we'll have Cliff's notes, and we'll have links all right there, disruns.com slash 725. So Tyler, the way we always uh, start off each episode of the show is with the same very simple question to uh, ask. Sometimes it's a simple question to answer. Sometimes it's a little bit tricky. But uh, I'm just always curious to find out with every person I talk to, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Yeah, I uh, I really like when you ask this question um, because a lot of the guests on your shows do a lot of racing. Um, I don't do so much. Most of my running is just for me. And so while I have, I've run uh, now seven marathons, I think, and a couple halves and a few other things. I, I don't, I'm not a competitive runner and I never really have been. Um, I run just cause I love to do it. And so, uh, when it comes to racing, I have to say my favorite distance is the marathon, but that's mostly because I like training for the marathon more than I like training for other stuff. It just means I get to run more. And so that's really the, the biggest reason that I love the marathon. Uh, like I said, I've never been real competitive. I don't have a real impressive time or anything like that. Um, but I do like the marathon and, and part of it too, is I've always been an overweight runner. And so, uh, they call us Clydesdales when you're over like 200 pounds and, and I've run every single race of my adult life as a Clydesdale. Um, and in the marathons, it's always kind of funny because I'm the fattest person running the race. So, you know, when I finish, I, I think, well, I got first in my division because I'm the only one in it. So, uh, that's kind of where my mind's been. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's, um, that, that's one thing that I've, I've come to, to really, uh, appreciate about the running community is, is you show up at a race and it doesn't matter what the distance is. I've, I, you know, not that I'm super, uh, um, in depth in the, the ultra running world, but I've, I've dabbled in the 50 K a couple of times and certainly marathons and, and halves and shorter things. Um, and it's, it's always, um, inspiring. It's always, it's always really good to see all the, 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 just the vast array of folks that are there from, sizes, shapes, uh, body types, color, like the whole, the whole gamut that, that it, it runs. So to hear you say that you, you feel like you're the only person in your age group, I, I, I might have to put, or not your age group, but in, in the, the, the body type or the, your, your weight class, maybe if that's the right way of saying it. Um, I might push back on that a little bit. Cause I feel like at least at the races that I've been to, um, there's, there's everybody there, which is awesome. And, and it's, and such a, a cool thing that I think that, uh, is prevalent in the running community that we're, we're open, you know, you don't have to be just, uh, you know, uh, 125 pounds dripping wet with, with legs going up to your armpits that just floats across the ground to run. Like it, it's open to everybody. No, and you're right. Um, there are certainly are bigger runners at, at different races. Um, and I've really enjoyed that too. Um, I, about 10 years ago, I did a 50 K and it was awesome to have people rally around me because even though there are different shapes and sizes there, being the bigger runner, um, the running community has always been really, really supportive of that. And so it was cool to be a stranger in this group. I, I was new to um, ultras and trail running. And and when I did that race, I, I couldn't believe how many people wanted to hang out with me, run with me for a little bit and encourage me along the way. It was really awesome. Gotcha. Gotcha. How did you get into to running to begin with? Um, going back to, to what you said, if you've always been been pretty big, what was what was the um, thing that got you started in the sport? Well, I haven't always been pretty big, just my adult life. Okay. I, I actually started running when I was a kid. Um, when I was in junior high, I had a, a buddy that he was from a running family and 
he asked me one day if I'd want to go out running with him. And, um, you know, for me, running was punishment, but I wanted to have friends. So <laughs> I, I said, sure. And so I started running with him early in the morning. You know, we, I thought we were the only people alive at that time, but we'd go before <laughs> school. And I did that for like a year or so with him. And then um, in high school, I, I always played sports growing up, but I was never really very good. So when I got to high school, I couldn't be on the teams anymore because you had to try out and make the team. And so uh, I didn't make anything. And so as a fallback, I thought, well, um, this buddy of mine, he ran cross country and um, I had met a few other people on the cross country team. So I thought, well, if nothing else, I can be around good people. And, and that's exactly what happened in high school. Um, I never even really ran varsity. I was kind of right between JV varsity as I ran in high school. And uh, but did it just to be around good people and to be doing something active. And so I ran a little bit uh, in high school, but I didn't get into the, the bigger distances till about the same time you did. I, I started uh, in, in college um, because that's when I put on the weight. So mm -hmm. when I moved away from home, uh, I immediately put on like the freshman 50 for me. Uh, <laughs> and And I just, you know, it was being away and cooking on my own and trying different things out and I just really ballooned up and so I ran as a way to kind of um, work with my weight and and because I enjoyed it and the more I I ran during college the more I realized I really loved just being out I would listen to books on tape and and music and it was my alone time my me time and so um, I started doing that in college and then a few years after undergrad as I was in doing my grad work that's where I really fell in love with the long distances and, and started doing marathons and stuff. Um, but, you know, you, you introed with me being uh, last year I couldn't run a mile and, and this year I'm now training for a 50 miler. And the way that happened is, um, I think the way it happens for most adults over the last 10, 20 years, I just put on five, 10 pounds a year just consistently over time as life got busy and we had kids and, you know, just as life happened things happened and and then I went through kind of a shift we we made a major move a few years ago and I, I changed jobs and um, at that point I really packed on the pounds and so from there running kind of hit the back burner and I got way out of shape and and so what happened was last year I uh, decided it's time to take back control of my life and really it wasn't me making that decision it was my wife mm -hmm. she sat me down and she said look you are not in, in great shape and she's not a person that nags and so when I knew she sat me down that something was seriously wrong and I didn't know this at the time but I was what's now technically called morbidly obese so mm -hmm. it's in that you know morbid means you're gonna die right. so so that's the conversation we had she said you know I have, we have four kids and I don't want you to leave me alone with them and and uh, something needs to change here so we put together a plan of action, and last year, I'm a school teacher, and so life's busy, busy through the school year, but then as the summer hit, I had a plan to get back in shape, and so my first day running last summer vacation, I went out to get back into running, and that's where I couldn't believe it, because I've run marathons before, I've run a 50K before, and I couldn't even complete a mile. I had to walk, and I was run walking there for the first several weeks as I was trying to lose those first few pounds and get back in shape. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. Gotcha. And, and that was going to be the, the question I was going to ask. You, you, you read my mind there about, how, you know, if you, if you had all this running history, how did you get to where you couldn't run uh, a mile? But, you know, I, I, I think it makes sense. And I think kind of like you said, that it's easy to happen to, to any of us where, 
you know, something happens in life and running kind of gets on the back back burner for a bit. And then pretty soon it just kind of falls off the stove altogether. And, and you know, you're just kind of going about your business and, and running is a thing that oh I, I used to run. Um, and, and so kudos for you for, um, you know, maybe kudos to your, to your wife for, for having, having, <laughs> yeah. having that, that conversation I'm sure wasn't, wasn't easy for either of you, but to just say, Hey, you know, look, I love you and, and I need you to be healthy. And, and so then coming back into to running, um, you know, like, like you said there, it was, it was a little bit tough. How, how, I don't know, was it, was it frustrating? Was it, was it tough to stick with it knowing that you used to be able to run a marathon? You used to be able to, to easily, certainly run a mile without, without problems. Um, what, was there some, some, difficulty frustration anything like that in that those first weeks and, and months when you when you got back into it a year ago oh yeah for sure um you know just living life as a 300 pounder is hard you know bending over getting into the car tying your shoes it, all those things like i hadn't really thought of that when i was smaller i mean I, as an adult i've always been overweight but once i really ballooned up to that morbid obesity everything was hard so when i started running like it killed me that i would run half a mile and just be sweating bullets you know and it was just so hard for me to breathe and we're now uh, down here in southern utah where the elevation's high and it was just hard to to just function let alone feel like i'm making progress and could train for anything you know my goal early on wasn't to be a great runner it was just to lose weight just to get in better shape and it was really, really hard because the more I exercised, the hungrier I was, especially those first few weeks until my diet made a major change. And, and so there were a lot of things about getting back into running. Um, when you're an overweight runner, uh, things rub the wrong way. And so you get more rashes and have to wear special clothes and have issues with shoes. And, and then as you're losing weight, you have to change all those things because nothing fits anymore. And and so, yeah, there were definitely some growing pains or ungrowing pains, I guess. Um, but, you know, it, it, fortunately, I dropped the weight relatively quickly just because it was such a high priority last summer that in those first few weeks and months, um, it, it really went a lot faster. My, my goal for the year was to lose 40 pounds. And I, honestly, I didn't think I'd ever reach that goal. I'd never lost more than five or 10 pounds in a year. Mm -hmm. And so when I lost 40 pounds in the first couple months, I was like, holy crap, I, you know, I need to have different goals and I need to start thinking bigger here. And so as that initial weight came off, then running got to be really fun. You know, I, I went from uh, being barely able to run a mile that first week to by week two, I was running two or three miles by week three, you know, just adding on a little each, each week through the whole summer where by the end of the summer, I'd uh, done a half marathon and, and within about six or seven months, that's when I did my first marathon distance. I didn't actually run in a race until the spring, but um, it really didn't take nearly as long to get back as I thought it would. Um, I was really pleasantly surprised with that. Gotcha. And, and, and that just speaks to uh, something that I think a lot of us are afraid of, and, and I'm probably guilty of this too, where it's like we feel like we've, we've built up um, you know, we, we work hard to build our fitness in a, in a training cycle, whether it's for a half marathon, marathon, whatever the, the distance might be. And then that, that worry creeps into our heads that, you know, if I don't run much or if I cut my, my volume back a, a fair bit, uh, I'm going to lose all this fitness. And, and certainly, um, 
you know, you, you might lose some, but but if I'm if I'm hearing you correctly, there, it sounds like there was still some some a pretty decent base of at least muscle memory underneath that uh, once once you started going and and once you kind of you know maybe reminded your system what 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 we're trying to do right here, um, it kind of came back pretty quickly. Yeah, you're right. You know, I I didn't know that that would be like that um, because I have run and I've. I've been active even though I've been overweight and and stuff. I, you know, as a college professor for 10 years, I was the the coach of the Ultimate Frisbee uh, Club and and the rugby team, and so I was involved with sports that way. I'm a sports writer, so I'm always talking to professional athletes and and around people that are healthy and and so I've been playing sports along the way and I've been doing different things and um, I actually just about a month ago for the first time ever worked with a personal trainer there's uh, one in my neighborhood and I hate the gym I don't like to go to the gym but I thought I need to start doing some strength training at home so I bought some equipment and I just went and went to his garage gym for a day and had never lifted weights before I didn't know what my bench press would be or squat or anything and and when he had me squat um, you know this is someone who's never done it before he said I lifted the most weight he's ever seen from a newbie wow. and I think it's because I have been working out all along the way um, I just let myself go for a while mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you talked about you know changing changing the diet up and and how you know I think we, we've I've talked about in the show before how you know it, it's kind of hard to to run or exercise in general away a, a bad diet and how if, if weight loss is a goal that the dietary changes are, are a big part of it um, what were what were some of the changes that you made on on that front for anybody you know kind of I know there's people listening that, that weight loss is part of their goal so maybe maybe there's some ideas or some suggestions you might have or things that you've done that might trigger something for them so what are some of the dietary changes that you've made along the way as well yeah um that's a tricky one for me because I found that a lot of the things that work for me aren't conventional uh, things. So when it comes to running, for example, my last race, I actually gained 20 pounds while training for, for a marathon uh, five years ago. I, I did grandma's marathon in Duluth and gained a lot of weight training because as I would run, I would get more hungry and so I'd eat more and I'd binge eat after a long run and stuff like that. And so when I started this time um, to try to change things up, it was, you know, I've been testing out and trying different things for a long time. And a lot of the healthy things that I've done for the last 10, 15 years were things that actually made me fat. So um, having protein bars and eating lots of several small meals a day and and uh, just drinking juice or, or uh, even uh, flavored water and stuff. All that stuff actually led me to gain weight, and mostly because um, those things would trigger my appetite. They'd make me more hungry. So if I have food in my office and food in my car, I'm going to eat it all day long, and that's why I gained so much weight. Um, so some of the changes I made was the first thing, and this was probably the biggest thing, is I just gave up snacking. Period. Like I would eat my three meals a day, and then later that changed uh, as I discovered intermittent fasting. It changed to two meals most days, and that made a huge difference. Partly because I wasn't snacking all the time, but partly because as I changed other things in my diet, I wasn't hungry all the time, so I didn't need to snack. And so um, before I was eating a lot of fruits and vegetables. And I found that fruits actually made me more hungry because all that natural sugar in the fruit. And so once I gave up apples and oranges, that made a huge difference. And so I'll still have berries and I'll still have fruit occasionally. 
but I way cut back on my fruit consumption and upped the, the vegetables that I had. So that was a big thing too. And then drinking way more water. I drink probably two or three times the water that I used to drink. And I didn't drink it before because I hated water. It, it was disgusting. I wanted something flavored. Right. Uh, but it, as I changed the other things in my diet, then I found that I love water. Like I can't get enough of it. So I have my big water bottle out all day long, just like your Diet Coke drinkers carry their mm -hmm. Diet Coke around everywhere. I'm carrying my water bottle around everywhere I go. And as I commute to and from work, I'm, I'm you know, sucking on ice chips. And that's, that's just how I, I live now. So I think the big thing was cutting out the snacks and then just having more vegetables. Those were really the, the two biggest things. Gotcha. And one th one thing that you said in there that, that I think, and, and I, I think I saw a YouTube video on it too, about how some of the healthy foods aren't, um, weren't working well for you or that, you know, doing the right things were, were leading to more weight gain. And, and, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not here to, to preach one way or the other. I'm in the inter intermittent fasting thing kind of with you there as well, Tyler. So we're kind of, you know, on the same page on that side of things, but I think it's just important to remember, um, with everything, but certainly with diet that, you know, you, we, we all have to kind of trial and error ourselves a little bit to figure out what works best for us. And just because the, the nutritionist or the dietitians or this book or that book or this guru, uh, says that this is this is the the, the way um, that may be the way that works for them, but it may or may not be the best way for you. So it's it's uh, if if I'm hearing you correctly, that's kind of what you ended up doing is is just trial and error and, and you know oh apples healthy great, but oh it's too much sugar for you and and for you that triggered it and, and would eat, cause you to eat more. So you know cut that out and and, and things worked better. So um, I, I think that, that that trial and error process is important. Is is that kind of what I'm getting from your your answer there as well? Oh yeah, for sure. Now, I, I, and I did do research on all these things as I was learning about intermittent fasting. I read everything I could and listened to podcasts and with the different things I tried, but it was trying things out and a lot of things worked and a lot of things didn't. Like there was, um, my wife really reacts poorly to milk. And so she's like, well, try a month without milk. And so I would do, you know, take, uh, test studies on myself where I would, you know, go a month without milk. And for me, it made no difference at all. And so I still, I don't drink a lot of cow milk, but I'm mostly almond milk now. Um, but it doesn't have the same uh, impact on my body or the same effect on my body as it does someone else. But then I, there's other things like a lot of people would say, well, if you need some good fats and, and proteins, you should uh, snack on nuts. Well, nuts just make me hungrier. And so I can't do that. And so it things that you know, I know that that's probably a healthy thing and it's a good thing. Fruit's a great example. I, I know that fruit is healthy and that it has a lot of good vitamins and minerals in it. It just doesn't work very well for me uh, because it makes me hungrier. And so I just keep experimenting with different things and I still have a lot to learn. Oh, and, and we all do. I mean, that, and that's, that's the nature of the beast, whether it's, it's diet, whether it's training advice, whether it's, it's other parts of life, whatever it's, it, you know, um, as long as you're, you're constantly learning and, and trying some different things and, and experimenting, you know, everybody's an experiment of one, um, you know, you keep, keep working on things and, and you keep finding, you know, fine tuning a little bit. And, and sometimes you make a wholesale change and sometimes it's just that, that minor change, but over the course of weeks and months and years, um, you know, what's that saying about, a sh you know, one degree off isn't that big of a deal in, in the next 10 minutes, but over the next 10 years, one degree off, you know, completely changes the trajectory of, of anything. So, um, yeah, that, that constant tweaking I think is, is vital. Yeah. So, um, as, as you've gone along and, and, you know, getting back into running and, and losing some weight, um, what's, what's been 
the hardest part of you know the last year or so of of this most recent uh, stage of your journey for you? Well, so uh, as I mentioned, a lot of the weight came off early, but then as I got into the fall, and then it gets pretty cold here over the winter. Um, while the diet stayed the same, and actually the running, I kept the miles up. I pretty consistently done about a hundred miles a month, so. Um, uh, not real high mileage, but enough to keep active over mm -hmm. the winter. But I found that as um, my body just adjusted, and I think that's what happens is even if you're in a calorie deficit, or and I don't really count calories, but I know that my diet, I was you know burning more than I was taking in. My body would just plateau, mm -hmm. and so that's why I would try these like three week challenges or experiments with either food or trying different workouts and doing different kinds of training and my body just wasn't responding with the weight loss but as I was looking at the other metrics my body fat percentage was still changing and my body was changing but it was just frustrating me for me because I didn't see it on the scale so I got down to like 220 225 by November and then for six months I stayed at around 220 225 and and that was super frustrating for me because I wanted to hit this hundred pound mm. weight loss which uh, incidentally, I'll probably hit it this weekend. I'm at 97 right okay. now. So I'm really excited for that. But the way to get off that plateau was I kept trying different things. And uh, I decided for these last few weeks, because I'm coming right up on that year mark, and I was like, I, I want to hit 100 pounds before that year. So um, I talked with my wife, and we decided to do, set up our own little 12-week challenge. And during that 12-week, I'd amp up my workouts a little bit more, do a little more strength training. Um, and just kind of put everything into overdrive a little bit, just be mm -hmm. a little more vigilant on stuff. And it's been so fun for these 12 weeks because um, even my oldest son has started lifting weights with me each night. And mm -hmm. we've done more as a family. Last night we went to the track together. We're training for uh, the Christensen Olympics, which is uh, <laughs> we do this every few years as an extended family. I started organizing it about 10 years ago, partly to help me with my own weight loss. But we get together at a track. Uh, over the summer and do a bunch of track and field events and and uh, we're like well we should train so we do better this year not that anyone cares that you beat so and so but to beat our own times and to beat our own throws and stuff so we went to the track last night as a family and my little five-year-old is running around the track with me and we're doing stairs and it's just so much fun to do that but um, for these last 12 weeks I've just really put things in into overdrive and it's worked I've been I got off that 220 plateau. I'm now down at I'm right 208, 209, and just looking for those last few pounds to hit 100. And then I'm still, I mean, I'm barely. If you look at like tables and stuff, I'm still overweight. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've still got a ways to go in my journey. But I think having the summer coming up where I can put in some more miles and and then just staying with the diet, I'm excited to take off the the rest of that. So then actually, you know. Last year, the goal wasn't to train for anything or to get into race shape. Um, I just wanted to lose the weight. But now I'm looking forward and thinking, wow, I can probably do some cool things with running. And so, uh, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm planning on a 50-miler in October, and I want to PR in my marathon. So I have some goals now that um, didn't even think was possible a year ago, but now I'm really excited looking forward. Yeah, and, and I wanted to get back to, to the running side a bit, so, so thank you for that uh, wonderful segue. Um, training for a 50-miler, like what uh, – I know you said you'd done an ultra before, at least at least one, maybe a couple of, of ultras uh, before. But, uh, you know, at what point in this last year or so 
did that kind of distance come back into your focus of like you know what like things are going pretty good like maybe it's maybe it's time to dabble back into the ultra distance and and have you done a 50 miler before or will this be your first one no this will be my first one and i've only done 150k so okay. i really haven't gotten into the ultra world um but i i just love to run so when uh, as i've been running this last year my weekend runs um i keep them pretty high just because i can so i i'm still waking up you know at four o'clock on saturday so i can still spend the day with the kids um but i'll get in a good four or five hours most weekends um just because i want to and i thought well i should do something with that um and i've always kind of wanted to get into ultras it's been hard because i'm so busy with work and some of my side hustles Mm -hmm. um to to be able to train adequately but Summer is a really great time for me because I have way more flexibility over my schedule. And so I thought with the progress I've made this last year, why not make this next summer one where I really build up that base and try to do something hard where, again, you know, going from losing 40 pounds to losing 100 pounds, never thought I'd be here. And, and so now I'm starting to record my stuff. That's why I have the, the handle um, after the run or ATR. Um, that's because... I started thinking as I was on these long runs, I should share some of the stuff I'm learning with others. And so I started in about six months ago just recording. I'd get done with a run. I'd pull out my phone and, and just record into it just what I was learning and my thoughts. And I thought maybe one day I'll turn this into a podcast or, or put up some YouTube videos. And I, I've now thrown a few things up, but not much just because I haven't had time. But over this summer, I plan on putting a lot more up on, on those sites and and sharing what I've learned, but as I did that, as I went from not thinking I was capable of doing things to overachieving, I thought, man, I need to share this with others and and hopefully help others along their journey. And as I did that, then I thought, well, I need to start setting new goals for myself. You know, now that I've hit some of these uh, milestones along the way, uh, looking into races and looking into things that I've always thought would be cool to accomplish but never been in a position to do so well now I am and so I might as well train and, and try to to knock those off as as quick as I can gotcha gotcha which uh which 50 miler are you doing uh it's one down here in southern Utah um and I can't even remember what it's called we're right outside of Zion's National Park okay. uh so it's just a beautiful place and they have a bunch of uh, long ultras between the national parks down here and I can't remember what it's called. I just saw that there was one in October. It's right around my birthday, and uh, I thought that's the one I'm going to shoot for. So I haven't signed up for it yet. I don't think they've even opened registration gotcha. yet. But gotcha. but that's what I'm looking at. Well, and, and yeah, I was I was kind of thinking, you know, when you said that you, y'all had moved to to Utah, I was like, well, that's I feel like that's a pretty good place to be for for some of the ultra and trail running world. Like I, I always feel like everybody everybody heads to you know Utah, Colorado, uh, places like that to to run some of these races, and I I see all these these photos from people on social media and i get all you know all kinds of of jealous and fomo and things like that like gosh it's they don't they just don't they just don't make trails like that here in florida where it's all just swamps and alligators so yeah uh, you know i'm I'm a little jealous of you for 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 the location but that's that's awesome that you're you know setting your sights high because that's i feel like that's that's half the battle right there is just daring daring to dream and you know and then and then go for it and make it happen yeah well you know and it has been fun running here i i grew up in northern utah as a kid and it, it's pretty, but then uh, for school and grad school, we moved. I actually lived in Florida for a while, and then Connecticut, and then Indiana, and Wisconsin. And so we've lived, lived all over the U.S. And the cool thing about being a runner, and especially a distance runner uh, in all these places, is you learn to appreciate 
what you have in your own community, in your own neighborhood. And so, you know, when I was in Connecticut, I loved running in the fall and having all the leaves fall. And, and it's just so beautiful there. And, and in the Midwest, you have the nice rolling hills and, and, you know, the fields. And it's just beautiful. But coming to southern Utah, I was a little apprehensive coming um, out west. But um, my daughter has asthma. And this was just a really dry climate, a, a really good place for her. And so uh, we took that gamble to move out here. And I've been so amazed. We love it here. It is so just beautiful and it's a different kind of beauty we've got these red rocks down here in southern utah and it's just so fun to get out and and hit the trail and go to the parks and uh it's easy to stay motivated when you're surrounded by all this beauty yeah certainly do do you do you tend to do more trail running now than than road running yeah actually we live out in the country so we're out off of dirt trails right from Mm -hmm. my yard and so um every time i go running it's it's on at least a dirt road uh, and we're not too far from little mountains, and so I'll go run around the mountain or up a mountain on a, a weekend run. And so not doing tons of hills, but um, certainly I'm out not on pavement, not on grass, uh, more in the, the dirt. Gotcha. Um, had, had you done a lot of trail running before moving to Utah, or is, or is that kind of a, a new part of the, the equation too? No, it's, it's brand new for me, um, and it's been an adjustment, uh, especially I have some foot problems. I still don't know what's wrong with my feet. Um, I've been to, in the last year, I've been to like eight different doctors, and um, I, it might be neuropathy, but it might be something else, and I've, I've just have to, had issues, um, especially making the adjustment from pavement to on, on trails where the rocks dig in. Um, I'm now running with ultras. I know that you've uh, been using them for a while, and I love having more space for my toes, and I think that's made a little bit of a difference for me. Um, but I'm still kind of getting used to it. It's you know there will be days where my feet hurt so bad that I'll just have to run on roads, and so I'll just run into town instead of out in the country. And so I kind of just played that by ear. But um, I've learned to run through the pain, and and so I'm figuring it out. And and uh, you know I. The trail world, it is definitely a different world, but I've, I've enjoyed it. Well, good, good. You, you said that, uh, or, or kind of mentioned there in passing, that it was been an adjustment getting used to the trails. Uh, and I remember, I mean, you know, again, the, the trails here, we, we do have, and I've, I've said this before, uh, as much as I joke about, you know, who wants to run in the swamps and, and that's our only trails. We do have some, some really nice trails here. Um, different, obviously, you know, they're Florida trails and, and they're more kind of cross-country-ish type of trails where real wide instead of single track, but still good runnable trails. Um, and I know when I first kind of started dabbling on, on trail running, um, it, it was maybe a bit of a hit to the ego as far as just how hard, how much more difficult it was to run on the hills, how much more uh, slowly you had to run, but you felt like you were working quite a bit harder than, than you know, having the, the hard ground underneath you to help push you forward a little bit. Um, what, was, what, what is your adjustment to, to a bit of trail running uh, as far as the, the running side of it been like for you? Yeah, um, I think... It- <clears throat> it is an adjustment in that um, you, you have a little more resistance. Um, fortunately, I'm a super slow runner anyways, and so running slower on trails and even walking from time to time, that's not been a big deal uh, for me. But I found that you have to pay more attention to your body. I think that's the biggest thing is you, you don't want to tweak something. It's really easy, um, especially when you're running up in the mountains, and you're going up really steep parts and, and things like that, it, it would be really easy to get injured. And so you just have to take things a little slower, be a little more careful. And 
that's not hard for me because I'm pretty slow <laughs> anyways. And so, you know, it, but it has been really cool this last year just to see my natural pace. Um, I was running out last night and um, just feeling really good and, and recognized at that time my natural pace is, has improved by like three minutes in the last mm. six months just because I think there is more resistance on the trails and it is a little bit more of a challenge. So I think if you're looking to make gains and, and improve your, your running, trails is a, a good way to almost like cross train where you're going to use different muscles. It's going to be a different kind of experience. And, and because that's mostly all I do now, I've just gotten used to it. Gotcha. Yeah. And I, I totally agree. It is. Um, I think, I think even if, even if you're the type of runner that's focused on, I want to race and I want to race fast on the roads. Um, spending some time on the trails training, um, is, is like you said, I mean, it's, it's, it's cross training, but it's not, but it kind of is. And it's, it's going to work you differently. Um, and all those, all those types of things are going to absolutely help you be more efficient, be a better, be, be, you know, improve fitness, strength, all, all of those things that make a difference to try to go fast. So speaking of going fast, I also heard you mention in there, you know, maybe a goal to try to, to PR a, a marathon. Have you got a marathon picked out yet? Or is that still kind of a, a, a farther off type of goal for you? Um, I haven't settled on one. I do want to PR this year. And we have um, down here in Southern Utah, we have the St. George Marathon, which is a really fast marathon. Um, it's in October as well. It'd actually be either the week before or two weeks before the 50 miler. So I might use that as a training run. Gotcha. Uh, and, and who knows, I, I could PR on that. Um, my, my PR is not real impressive. It's just over four hours. So, um, I did a marathon a month ago and I was just under five hours. So I have about an hour to take off my time mm -hmm. in a year. And I think I took two hours off my time last year. So as long as I keep running, I think I'll, I'll kind of get there anyways. Um, but I am looking to find one in the fall, either here locally or, or find a fun one to go out to and, and take the family. So I haven't decided on one yet, but I'm certainly looking uh, to do that by this fall. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, as we're starting to, to get to that point of, of needing to wrap this up, I know you've got uh, got to get on with, with teaching teaching the little ones today. So I don't want to keep it too long, but I know we still have a few more minutes. Um, we, we talked a little bit about sharing the journey on, on YouTube and on the podcast. Um, mm -hmm. What is what, and again? I know that you you said and, and just from looking at, at the the accounts that there's still you know there's still not a lot there yet. But like you said, with the summer, you're gonna get into it a bit more. Um, but but what has been the the feedback so far from uh, people that have have seen the videos or, or heard the podcast? Has it been uh, good? Has there not been much feedback? How how are things going on on the uh, the sharing the journey part of things with uh, the the YouTube and the podcast? Yeah, well, <laughs> there hasn't been a lot of feedback. Honestly, I haven't really told anyone about it. I've just started putting stuff up, and my wife did. Um, she posted on Facebook that I had a YouTube channel, so there was a bunch of people saw my first video, and, and there were a bunch of comments on that, and I actually connected with a few people who were trying to lose weight, and so I've uh, had some interaction with some people on a, a prolonged basis, uh, just sharing what I've learned and things like that, but... Um, no, not a lot of feedback, mostly because there's not a ton up yet and because I haven't really told anyone. So my hope is that this summer I'll get a lot more up. I, I am writing a book. Um, I, I'm an author. I've written a few books already, but never one on health and fitness or, or weight loss. And so um, I'm writing one about my transformation, and I'm going to actually make a, a transformation video and put that up on YouTube this summer. Um, so I've been taking pictures and photos along the way and kind of excited about that um, just to share my journey 
um, because I think I've learned some things that are worth sharing, and and so that's been good. And so certainly the people I've talked to uh, about those kinds of things and and the few interactions that I've had through social media, those have all been positive, but um, just haven't had a lot of interaction yet. Gotcha, gotcha. What was um was there ever a thought of just doing one or the other, either YouTube or the podcast, or or, or why why, for lack of a better way of saying it, why why split the uh, attention two different ways? Well, to be honest, the podcast is mostly for me. I mm. I found that it's been so therapeutic to get done with a run and to be able to just talk out what I'm thinking about, what I've been learning, and during the week I'm doing a lot of research and and looking at different things, and so. As I run, I'm able to put those thoughts together in a more coherent way, and just being able to talk it out helps me cement in my mind what's working and what's not working, and so that's why I started doing those audio recordings, and I've recorded like 50 podcast episodes. I just haven't posted any of them up, um, and so, but that's mostly been for me. The YouTube is, I feel, a better way to share the whole transformation and the whole journey. Um, I Just as I've listened and I listen to a ton of podcasts not just yours but I listen to a lot of running podcasts and and health and weight loss podcasts and that's really inspiring for me because I listen to podcasts I, I'm listening to 10 20 hours a week of audio between my running and my commuting I get to listen to a ton um, but the things that my own children and my students respond to the things that a lot of my peers respond to is more the video side and right. I you know I've kind of just gotten interested in that and I've been learning how to do more video editing it's, it's been kind of a fun project for me and so um, I don't feel like I'm splitting things because I don't really have an audience right now so I kinda get to do what I want uh, and if one of those things takes off at the podcast or YouTube then uh, yeah I'll probably spend more time with that but at this point it's mostly for me it's for me my kids my students um, just because those are the ones that I, I have the most impact over right now. So we'll, we'll see what happens in the future. But right now, I'm okay splitting things up. Well, and, and I think that that, that attitude is, per, you know, if, if it's if it's for you and if, you know, if, if you can do a, a, almost a debrief session after a run with the podcast to, to get your thoughts out and keep them organized, um, A, that, that if, if, if it's good for you, it's good for you. That, that's, a, that's the big thing. But B, you know, if you get those things posted and get them out there, it may help other people too. And and so you know, I, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with with uh, splitting the, the 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 focus a little bit, or or if that's not even necessarily the case. Um, I just uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm a little I've I've been thinking about getting back into YouTube a little bit. So maybe maybe it's just a little bit of my own personal uh, like hmm, maybe maybe I should I should dabble back into YouTube a bit more. But uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I I love the podcast obviously, um, but YouTube is pretty cool too. It is, and they both have you know great things about them and things that are hard, mm-hmm. um, and so it's fun to play around with both of them. But you know, I, I'm with you. It, it's a commitment, and and to work on a podcast, I, I can't even imagine. You hear your <laughs> over 700 episodes. I mean, that is a ton of work. And so, um, I, fortunately for me, you know, this is just something I'm doing on the side so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and yes, it's a ton of work, but just like everything else, just like losing weight, just like running a marathon, just like um, starting a blog, going through educational, it's just one, one, one day at a time, one episode at a time, um, one interview, one, one connecting with one person and talking to one person at a time and, and getting, getting it happening. So, um, you know, and, and yeah, if it's, not, it's, it's a side thing, something you can do for fun. Hey, rock on, enjoy yourself, enjoy both, both aspects <laughs> of it. 
um, and certainly keep inspiring people along the way. So as we're getting to, to that point of wrapping up today, Tyler, I got to close off with a philosophical question. Um, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to actually stick to this. I was thinking about going off of, of my script of a couple of, of common questions that I asked, but you know, um, in the, in the last year, in this mm-hmm. this year of getting back into running and 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 kind of the changes that it's made in, in your life and your fitness and things like that, um, what have you learned most about yourself in this last year of of running that uh, is certainly going to stick with you and keep keep you know that you're going to be able to take forward and keep implementing in, in your life and maybe in the lives of of your kids, your students, your, your peers, people around you. What has running in this last year really taught you about yourself? Uh, and that's where we'll wrap up for today. Well, that's a great question. I think more than anything, it's opened my eyes to what I'm capable of. Uh, it's been so exciting to set and reach goals uh, and to be able to then think bigger and dream bigger. Uh, and part of that, too, has been the support of my community, uh, mostly you know, my family community, my wife and my kids and, and my extended family. But that also stretches out to my students and, and my friends and my peers. Um, it's been amazing where I've involved them more in the process and had some accountability. You know, even as we talk about podcasts and YouTube, as I record those things, that's keeping me accountable. I, I started recording videos a year ago. I just never showed them to anyone. I just did it for me, again, kind of a, as a check-in point to see how I was doing. And now as I go back and watch those videos at, of me at 300 pounds and saying how frustrated I was and, and where I was at, just having those, that's another point of accountability for me. And so having that community, uh, whether that be the online community, the social media community, um, or or my close-knit community with my family, that's really helped me to see where, you know, I can do something with their support, but I also then have kind of that responsibility to keep running with that. If I'm capable of doing all these things, then I should keep uh, setting my sights uh, high and, and setting goals and moving on to the next thing and it's been cool you know as I've done this and uh, it's been amazing as I've improved as a runner and as I've lost weight it's made me more productive in other areas of my life so uh, I published a couple books this last year and my daughter uh, who was 10 at the time she wrote and published her first wow. book and and it's been cool to see that all I'm capable of outside of running because I feel better, because I can sleep better, because I'm not hungry all the time and have cravings. And, and so by being a better runner, I'm a better person. I'm a better husband. I'm a better father. I actually have way more time now for important relationships and for the other things that I'm interested in. It's been amazing how just improving my health has helped, not just my physical health, but that's improved my mental health and my emotional health and across the board. It's just been fantastic. Well, and, and uh, that's that's awesome. And, and as per usual, at the end of those philosophical questions, it's a great way to just leave it and me not get in the way of it. So that's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, once again, guys, aftertherun.com is the website. Uh, on the Twitter, at aftertherun, underscore, at the end of it. On Instagram, just at aftertherun. Podcast, YouTube, search for After the Run, and we'll have everything linked up. Dizruns.com slash 725. So, Tyler, uh, thank you for uh, for taking the time today. Congratulations on, on all that you've uh, accomplished and, and all the progress you've made in the last almost a year now. And I uh, certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward That with, with the 50-miler, with the marathon PRs, and who knows whatever the, the future has in store after that. Uh, wish you nothing but, uh, like I said, continued success. And uh, if there's ever anything we can do to support you along the way, or maybe we'll bring you back at some point and, and have an update at some point, uh, we'd love to do that as well. But uh, thanks for the time today, my friend, and, and nothing but the best going forward. 
Thank you, and and thanks for your podcast. You know, it has been an inspiration to me to listen to your other guests and your Q and A sessions, and uh, you know, that's helping me on my journey to be able to listen to podcasts like yours and and get the inspiration and tips that have made things easier. So. I really appreciate all you're doing. I know that it takes a lot of time and work. So thank you very much. Uh, you, you bet. Thanks, Tyler. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Tyler and myself. And as always, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was something that uh, Tyler shared that really got you thinking or made you stop a little bit, maybe press that rewind button and listen to it again, just to, just to really try to wrap your head around, uh, what he was talking about. And there were definitely a a few things for me that, uh, could have, you know, could, could, could have been very substantial takeaways for me. So I I would be surprised if, uh, there's not a a variety of options out there between y'all that are listening. But for me, the, the the main one, the one that uh, really stood out to me, I kind of mentioned it a little bit in there as well. Uh, while we were while we were talking, but I want to dive a little bit deeper on it right now, and that is the idea that some time off, you'll be able to bounce back. You know, Tyler took a, a, a pretty good chunk of time off of running, and you know, like he said, he kind of surprised how quickly it came back. Now, you know, I, I don't get that twisted, and, and I don't think Tyler was uh, misleading in any way. But what I'm not saying is that you can take months or years off and in the matter of a few days or a few weeks you'll be right back to where where you started obviously that's that's not going to be the situation but if you find yourself in a in a in a circumstance where you are off for a while whether it's uh by choice or by circumstance you know an injury or or something like that or you're want to explore some other things maybe maybe dabble in cycling or uh crossfit or strength training or just you know life whatever um, if, and when you want to come back to running, there's a certain amount of that base that is still going to be there. Now, now, yes, you hear me talk about building the base all the time and, and consistent training is one of the best ways to, to really build upon that base and, and, and creep it up even more. But our muscles are pretty good. Our muscles are kind of like elephants. They, they don't ever totally forget. They might, they might, uh, you know, get, get fuzzy on the details a little bit, but you know, if, if you have a decent base of running, if you've been training for a while and, and you take some time off for one reason or another, when you come back, your fitness will come back. You'll, you'll, your body will remember how to do this running thing, how to keep putting one foot in front of the other, how to, how to, you know, get, you know, it won't take you as long to get it back. Um, it's, it's going to take a while to get it back, but it may not take as long as you think you, you might be surprised how quickly that muscle memory really does start to kick in. Um, and, and how quickly you can, you can get back to, to where you were. And, and obviously in Tyler's case, get back to being, um, you know, well beyond to, you know, as far as finish times, how he's running, how he's feeling, things like that. Um, once you start getting back into it. So that, that's just my takeaway. You know, we, we, so many of us freak out so many, and I'm here too. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of this too about, Oh man, if I take too much time off, like I'm going to lose all this fitness. Like y- you might lose some, you probably are going to lose some especially if you're taking lots of time off where you're not doing much of anything at all. You know, if you're taking time off to be, uh, you know, to, to do some cycling events or to do some triathlons or things like that, obviously you're going to maintain a certain level of fitness and you're going to be probably not lose much at all. But if you're taking some time off, rest and injury, or just life gets crazy, kids, family moves across the country, changing jobs, whatever, and you don't run for a couple of years. Yeah. You're going to lose some fitness, but it's going to come back. It's going to come back. That muscle memory is uh, a powerful, powerful thing. Um, and, and, uh, you know, something to, to just keep in mind to maybe keep yourself a little bit calmer. If you ever have to take some time off that, that you'll get it back, you'll get it back. 
probably quicker than you might suspect. So uh, that was that was my takeaway. Just a good little reminder that a little time off is not the end of the world. Um, and even a lot of time off does not mean that you're starting completely from square one when all when you're ready to get back into running. So that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from this episode? Let me know. Shoot me a tweet at Dizruns. Shoot me an Instagram message at Dizruns as well. You can also send me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for this episode or any episode. Leave your thoughts, feedbacks, comments, takeaways there as well. Dizruns.com slash 725 is the link to get you back to the show notes for today. Don't forget EliteSportsCA.com if you're looking for a left coast race, something out in Southern California. It's a little bit smaller, a little bit low key, uh, but a great environment, awesome people, a great organization. Uh, check it out, elitesportsca.com for all the races that they have there. Uh, use code DISRUNS at checkout. Save yourself 20%. And, uh, you know, if you find a race and you want to train for it, you need a little help with that, uh, Be Ready on Race Day is, uh, is your guide, is your book, is your manual to help you create your own training plan, your own custom plan. Please, for the love of everything that's holy, if you've been listening very long, you know that I am not a fan of a one-size-fits-all plan, not even a little bit of a fan. So please don't do not do that to me. Don't Not, not that you're doing it to me, but uh, please don't rely on a one-size-fits-all plan. Um, if you want to get one of those, download one and, and use it as a framework, but then tweak it and adjust it to suit your needs, that's fine. That's cool. Nothing wrong with that, but uh, you know, you're unique. You're unique as a runner, as a person. You know your your life has its own demands that are unlike anyone else's. So find a plan and then tweak it and adjust it to fit your needs. And if you need some help with that, some guidance with that, some suggestions on how to do that, or if you just want to start from scratch and completely DIY it, be ready on RaceDay.com. My book, Be Ready on Race Day, available on Amazon, available on Kindle, um, available on the website, Be Ready on RaceDay.com. Uh, will help you figure out how to do that, what you need to do to to make it make any plan whether you're starting from scratch or using using a pre-existing one size fits all or how to how to tweak it how to adjust it how to basically it's like your tailor right it's like taking taking something off the rack to the tailor and then getting it customized so it fits you perfectly that's what we're aiming for with a good training plan to help you be ready for your next race whether it's whether it's one of bill's races out there at in california at elite sports uh ca elite sports california or whether it's something else anywhere else around the country or around the world uh, whatever races you're training for, be ready on race day can help you. So with that, we'll go ahead and, and pull the plug on this one. Or not maybe not pull the plug, but at least pull the ship into harbor. Call it a day. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for the support. Hope you enjoyed this one as always. And if you did, feel free to, to tell somebody else about the show. Spread spread the word. Spread the love. Uh, always appreciate it. Until next time, be well. Take care. Thanks again for listening. And we'll talk soon. See you guys. <laughs>